DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the day. If BYU doesn't beat Utah now, when will they? Never. Never? I don't believe in never in sports. I don't care what you believe in. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good day, everybody. We'll just sit here quietly for the next three hours. Well, I just want to be up front. You want to be honest, right? <laughs> I don't care what you believe in. <laughs> Boom. You've been trying to share your beliefs Roasted. with me for like two decades. Oh, no, I really haven't. <laughs> I really haven't. Oh, you've been doing it in just, you know, kind of a roundabout ways. I see what you're trying to do. I know what uh-huh. you're up to. I uh-huh. can sniff it out. I've been around long enough, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know what's going on, you know, just little subtle ways here and there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on to you. The way I look at it, they're not scheduled to play next two years, obviously, right? And I like that Mark Harlan said yesterday, they're our rival. I, I mean, I don't know why Kalani was not, yeah, they're our rival. They're our biggest rival. I mean, why can't we acknowledge the truth? What's wrong with acknowledging the truth? I don't understand it. You know, The truth as you see it. You know, like Holland got all sorts of grief. He acknowledged what BYU stands for. All right, well, you may not like it, but that's what they stand for, and they're not changing. It doesn't look like. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But so acknowledge that's their truth. It's not necessarily universal truth, but that's the way they see it. So be it. I'd rather know the way you see it than try to mislead me and downplay something or whatnot. Tell me the way it is, and I'll deal with it. This is their rival. Mark Harlan said it yesterday. I appreciate Mark Harlan saying what we all know. The game is good for college football. It is. Mark Harlan, when he said that yesterday, I wanted to hug him. (laughs) Because he's speaking the truth. The game is good for college football. Of course it is. That's why they broadcast it, and they talk about it, and people everywhere who follow college football understand it. We've heard lots of people who've covered the game in one form or another reverence it. After they see it once or twice, like, ooh. And I keep hearing, oh, this game does nothing for Utah. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It does tremendous things. You beat your rival. Everybody knows. Throw the records out, blah, blah, blah. When you play the rival, there's more emotion and extra added incentive. I was thinking about it. It's a recruiting tool for the University of Utah. It's not the first. It's not the second. It's not the third. I don't know where it fits. But obviously, the Pac-12 and playing USC and the potential to go to the Rose Bowl is far bigger than playing BYU. I understand that. Mm. But it's also a recruiting tool. It you is. come here, and you're going to have a game when we play down there and we beat them down there, which we always do. Who doesn't like beating someone in front of 65, 64,000 people who are cheering against you, and you got a smattering of fans up there in the corner? And you it's walk off. Sweet. And you walk off holding nine fingers up. Yes. Yes. Right. Cool. I mean, it's Kyle's going to be needing toes here soon. He's going to be taking it. She's going to be like he's in the islands. He's going to be taking his shoes off. Kyle and flip-flops, wiggling feet at people. I don't, know, I don't really want to picture that. That's a recruiting advantage. It's a tool you could use. 
and we had Nick Ford on. And the, the great thing about it, Nick Ford, uh, what would have been? What's today? Uh, Wednesday, so it would have been Monday. We have him on every Monday at uh, 7.30, right? It's a paid appearance, just like it is with Samson Nakua. We had one guy ask, why don't we have Aggies? I don't know. Talk to our bosses. They set it up, <laughs> not me. I have no idea why we don't have Aggies. Uh, but... This is a rival to Nick Ford, and it's not a conference game. None of these guys have played in this rival as a conference game. But yet Nick Ford comes on and says, I I learned about it immediately, and I'm a Los Angeles area kid, right? My hometown, San Pedro, California. And he said he learned about it immediately, which means that everybody else learns about it immediately. So the point I'm making is it still carries weight even though it has zero conference implications. That's a recruiting tool for Utah to use as they continue to go. Mark Harlan said it. He appreciates it, and I agree with him 100%. Now, back to the question, when are they going to win if not now? They're not scheduled to play in two years. From the BYU perspective, the thing that would be concern me if I don't get them now I believe the next time around in 2024, Utah will be a better program than they are today. They're getting their roster is getting better every year. Now, does that necessarily translate into more wins every year? No. What I mean is because you can have a great roster, but a lot of them can be freshmen like they were last year, so they're not ready to play at their highest level while they're in college. Two years ago, you had a ton of kids who returned, and they were ready to play at their highest level, and they went down to Provo and basically controlled the entire game. But the more good players you have, the more likely they are to be spread across all classes, the less likely you are to have that kind of down year you're talking about. It can still happen with transfers and kids leaving early to the NFL. There are no guarantees. But the more kids you get, the more likely they are to be spread across classes. So I think it's imperative upon BYU to get it done because the task is going to get more difficult, not easier. But is BYU going to get better going into the Big 12 in three years? Will both teams be recruiting better at that point? So will that offset it? Yeah, but the fact but is, BYU has a gap to close. nine in a row. Right. So clearly, they're better. It's there's they're it, they're your rival, but you've dominated the rival for a decade. Daniel's with you. I'm not saying it's now or never, but it sure feels that way. It won't get any easier going forward. Utah's a tough team that seems to have BYU's number. Well, I mean, you won nine in a row, so uh, no argument here. Obviously, if you've won nine in a row. Their number, their whatever, whatever you want to call it, they've got it. They've won nine straight that you don't fluke your way into nine wins in a row over a team. Tommy says when Whittingham retires or BYU starts to land higher-end talent seems to be the two areas that lead to a Utah W every year. I wouldn't count on him retiring as being an answer. Or there's going to be an inevitable decline. I wouldn't, I don't see why. As I look at Utah and its place in the Pac 12, it's growing, it's increasing, it's not diminishing. So you, and obviously he's going to retire at some point. I think Nick Saban turns 70 next month. I don't expect this man to be coaching when he's turning 70. And it's turn, he, his birthday's in November, so he'll always turn right at the last week or two of the season, regular season anyway. 
Uh, I don't expect that. He's because he said that. That's why I don't expect it. I'm not giving any breaking news. He said it. And I don't know that there's going to be an inevitable decline because their place in this conference is getting better. They're set up. They've got they've got so much going for it that few teams in the conference have. They are now, in terms of quality, maybe not in terms of fan base, but in terms of quality, they are the big dog in this state. I told you, I texted you Friday, right? I'm driving down to Vegas and for the cover of the game, and I got the Phoenix radio station on. Mm-hmm. And so they got the morning guys. Now, they're, they're having a little shuffle there, and one guy was a sub, but... The other guy has been on the station. He's done the morning show for 15 years, and now he's moving to middays, right? Uh, starting started uh, two days ago. But he's still on the station, and they, they dumped the other guy. But nevertheless, they have Herm Edwards on Friday, the day after the Southern Utah game. And the guest host asks him, Coach, who do you play next week? Uh, what? How do you not know this? You yet? can look it up. It takes you two seconds. This is not 2002 when we started the show. I need <laughs> I need the Wednesday paper with the agate page that runs all the schedules. Yeah. I used to save it when they would do it, uh, put it out, the USA Today or, or the local paper, mm-hmm. the watchdog would put it out. And, and when I was a kid, if the Republic put out the baseball schedule of the whole thing, I would save it. Uh, not that I would ever go to any games, but I would save it just so I knew it. You know, I mean, those days are like a thousand years ago. <laughs> Yuck, and, do you even know what we're talking about? <laughs> I do. Oh, you do. Okay. I was a religious newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. well, yeah. I mean, he's old enough uh, to, to understand because it's not that long ago it's that really we're talking not. about. Uh, 20 years. Okay. But the, yeah, at 10 years good. old, you're a hardcore sports yeah, fan. I, that's what I was doing. I started reading the paper yeah, when it. I was about eight. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're, exactly. Right, yeah, so you're he, the last generation. I think he is. Yeah. So my youngest brother is 20 now. And he would yeah, have no clue, right? Who I did. Right, but he would. He would fit in. The, he would. He's in the in the generation still to know. And so then the the other guy, the regular guy, the guy says, "Coach, uh, who do you play next week?" And the other guy, who's the regular guy, he says, "BYU." And Herm Edwards says, "No, it's UNLV." Then the guest host says, "Oh, that's great! You get to go up to the new stadium." He says, "No, it's here." They had no friggin' <laughs> clue. They not three times they screwed it up. And did you call Ryan? I Our did former not. boss is their current boss. No, because he doesn't care. Because it's all Cardinals. <laughs> I've talked to him about it. Now, if they would have made that mistake, who are the Cardinals' first opener? Who do you play in the first game? You need to jump down there. If they would have right? had what's his face uh, Kingsbury, coach, uh, who's your? Uh, you know, you got this game. Who do you play in the second game? They would have been off the air in five seconds. The point I'm making is, it's all pro here. It's all Utes, and it's not just there in Phoenix. Most of the Pac-12 is in the shadow of a pro team. Which is why Utah is growing, not diminishing. It's, it's, a, it's a big-time advantage. It's a massive advantage. Yeah. So I wouldn't count on Kyle Whittingham's retirement as being the answer to the program diminishing because it's growing, not decreasing. Somebody could come in there and screw it up, but I don't think it will because I think Scally's going to get it. And they're going to go on, and he already knows. Scally's a very good a talent evaluator. I've talked to him about evaluating but, but Whittingham talent. But Whittingham, Whittingham is good, and it still took him two and a half years to really get his feet under him. Right. And but, during but, that time, BYU won. Because they won the second year. So. But they were even. They're not even now. That's a true story. 
They are not. Jeff says it's going to turn into one of those Cubs Red Sox drop things, isn't it? No, those got outrageous. A hundred years? Yeah, a hundred years. That's it. Doesn't happen in college football, isn't it? What, what did the Notre Dame Navy streak get? Because I think that was forty something. Yeah, that was the record, right? And again, major disadvantage well, yeah, for Navy. There's only one Roger Stallback on the planet, and Navy still got him and ended the streak, and actually got him a couple times once they got him once. Yeah, but so much has changed for Notre Dame. Nothing is changing for Utah in the negative. It's growing. It's increasing. Dane says it'll change for BYU after they've been in the Big 12 for a few years and their depth and their talent in all positions has caught up. Will it catch up? I have my doubts. There are still going to be obstacles for them. The honor code will still be there. I was going to say. That the Big 12 with. may not be viewed as a Power 5 conference, and that'll go against them. What are these obstacles you speak of? I can't predict all of them. That's but true. But obviously they're not, they're not changing. Uh, their, their stances on these social things continue to whine and scream and kick against you-know-what against them, but they ain't changing. They may modify a little bit to try to reduce public pressure, but I actually think they revel in that. Look at us. This proves that we're different. And this proves that you're changing. We're not changing. You're the one who's changing. And we're going to double down even more because we're not going to change to your changes. That's what that talk was about, wasn't it? Now, I didn't listen to that by any stretch, so I'm not That was what I took from it. I'm not. All I read is excerpts. I did not listen to it. I did not read it, nor have any intention to. But that's one of the things that I took from it is that, yeah, the world is changing over here. But we're not, and we're going to double down on we're not changing. Dustin says it's going to happen on some random weekend when Utah has a bunch of underclassmen and BYU is senior laden. But not until after Witt has retired, because he'll never lose to them again. Ooh. Would he roll out of here with, like, say, coaches five more years? Well, then it would be 12, right? Or five more games? That'd be seven years. Because they're not going to play I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when he's going to retire. He'll figure that out and let everybody know when he does it. Uh, so, okay. So he's got five more games. He, he could easily coach to 67 if that's what he chose. Uh, that'd be North 69 if, if that's what it's he wants. It's what he chooses. Yeah. I, mean, he, yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, when he's going to step down. But to, to run this thing, the per, to, once you got in the Pac-12, you never lost to them. And you won like 15 in a row. <laughs> Where do they put the statue? <laughs> <laughs> and they, Cincinnati Reds got a cool statue outside. It's actually inside. You have to be inside the grounds to see it. Uh, of Pete Rose. And it's him diving. You know that we've seen him diving into, into third, third base. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not a statue that's upright. It's parallel to the ground, right? And they built it. and they, it was, It's cool. It's a cool thing. And they got him diving. What would be? Kyle doing doing push-ups, standing back, flexing the calves. What would it be? <laughs> Him holding up a one and a five. They've won fifteen in a row. Uh, you can't. You, you got to get a little bigger than that. But if, if he rolls out of here with fifteen consecutive wins and he retires, having never lost to them in the conference, 
Oh, that would be incredible. And he's going to set the all-time winning record. He's going to be the winningest football coach in Utah history. I think that's almost a guarantee. That would be incredible if he did that. It's already incredible that they won nine in a row. That ties the longest streak by either school. Both schools have had nine-game winning streaks. Now the Utes have had two. So if the Utes win Saturday, it's yeah, the longest streak in the history don't, don't of the rivalry. Tell me what's but, going on in the thirties? Yeah. Nobody cares. And well, it's different too. They've been in the same league for so long, and now it's different. And that's part of the magic. It's imperative on BYU to beat their rival. And Kalani, go ahead and call it your rival. Everybody else does. I don't know why we run from this. I I really think it's in the best interest of Utah well, to make he, it more pronounced, if not, he doesn't, re, not less. If he doesn't say they're the rival, then what, BYU doesn't have a rival anymore? Or it's BYU-Boise State? Or it's BYU-Utah well, State? they're it's, secondary rivals. I'm fine with that. But there's only one. Utah yeah. creates much more juice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised People he didn't say it. More Why wouldn't he say it? And for BYU, or for Utah, as you continue to pound them, yeah. Announce it even more. It's a recruiting tool, not a disadvantage. It's not the first. You can figure out whatever your priority list is, but it's on that list, and it's something that you can sell to recruits. Certainly you can sell them locally to recruits. Absolutely. And they do. Yeah. And for all those kids who go up to Stanford, and good for them, I would go. I would go in a heartbeat. But at the same time, yeah, you're running in and your cow's your rival and you're going to have 30,000 people and it's going to be the fourth story in the Bay Area that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I have seen, we, we've talked about the crowds at the Rose Bowl yeah. uh, because the Rose Bowl is the Rose Bowl and it's just magical and UCLA's got a better football history than Cal. But you see the crowds at Memorial Stadium, it's kind of the same deal. It looks like they're playing in front of 20,000 people. The Rose Bowl is only the Rose Bowl when it's the Rose Bowl. Otherwise, it's a stadium. It looks bad empty. Uh, sure. And it's been empty. But it's, there's, I don't think the Bruins have an allure of playing in the Rose Bowl, was what I'm saying. There's no allure there. I've been there, I've been there January 1, multiple times, and I've been there in September, October. And it's a different vibe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a stadium. It's a beautiful stadium and all that stuff and a great setting and all, but it's still the Rose Bowl is the Rose Bowl. And when, not if, but when the Utes get there, they will experience that too. They will realize this is way different than going in October uh, and kicking the crap out of UC Los Angeles. No, when you're and it's the Rose Bowl, the actual Rose Bowl game, it's something. But uh, here you can sell it. You, we got a rival, and it's going to be packed. The electricity in both stadiums is going to be awesome. Fauci's going to have a heart attack Saturday night. I mean, it's going to be packed. Ten coming. I looked up Colorado, Colorado State. Colorado's longest win streak. They're different leagues, so you've got a built-in advantage there. Colorado's longest win streak was 12, and then when I tell you the years, you're going to go, don't tell me about leather helmets. Why did you look that up? Because it's right in front of me, and I get to. But to put something else in front of you. I did, actually. Got Twitter here. It's just a quick click away. Uh, Sing it. D- it's don't just a click don't away. diminish what you <laughs> hold important. 
Because then when you feel like I'm attacking you, then you try to downplay it. No, you looked it up because you thought it was a big deal and it meant something to you. Run with it. Don't back away from it. That's the exact thing that I'm telling you fans. Run to the rival. Don't back away from it. Come on. Jack tweets at us, nothing will happen. BYU fans will continue to whine and scream like they always do and trying to make themselves feel better. What does that mean? He thinks Utah's going to win. They're going to win again. He's an Aggie. He's got Aggie stuff all over his stuff. He's a, he's a hardcore Aggie. He just thinks the Utes have the upper hand on the Cougars, and BYU's going to complain about it and say stuff like, well, he would have won if they played last year. Which, actually, they may have won if they played last year, but we'll never know. Be able to debate that forever. But they had the the Utes would have been breaking in a quarterback. and Well, everybody whines when the NFL lose. Guy. How's that any different to any other fan base? Nah, it's part of the fun of losing. It's the silver There's lining. There's no fun in losing. It's the silver lining. You get to whine. <laughs> part of the fun of losing? Hold on, hold on. You get what? to whine. Now, 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 you made a bad statement. If you back away from it quickly, everybody will say, okay, you we're just talking. told me not to back away from it. When you make a bad statement. <sighs> okay, we're going to sort this out during okay. the break. No. DJ and PK. <laughs> Having fun losing? No, the zone. You, you control. Go so read he, the he can send us to commercial, but yep. unless you send us to commercial, we're not going to commercial. So, Yach, if you want the last word, you got yeah. it. You owe me one after the <laughs> 6 o'clock hour, and you know it. <laughs> but <laughs> having fun losing? Nah. Wasn't my best choice of words. It's a silver lining. I should have gone with that early. Yeah, I get to whine. People do like to whine. There's something to enjoy Agreed on it. that. Yeah. There's something no look no further than me. <laughs> and now we begin and commence the whining. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Riley's here in 15 minutes. Stay with us.